with the Deputy Premier of New South Wales is Paul Toole. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Marcus. How are we? Yeah, going very well, thank you. Been busy, but, uh, yeah. you know, been in the role for a couple of weeks, but it's uh, been pretty exciting. Settling in okay? Yeah, look, settling in and, um, you know, getting on with it. And uh, what I like around, what I like about looking forward is there's a lot of hope on the horizon. People are looking forward to Christmas and, you know, I think that's exciting. And even the fact that people uh, next week can start to travel and be united yes. with family and friends. Can't wait for that. November the 1st, there's no uh, there's no chance of going early. There was some perhaps rumours, suggestions that maybe Saturday or Sunday you'd release the brakes a bit early. But uh, we're looking like Monday, aren't we, for regional travel? Yeah, look, we are Monday, Marcus. We're only four days away. I think we've all, uh, you know, been very patient. This has given regional communities to have safeguards in place. It allows our businesses to actually gear up. They're all preparing for November the 1st, and that's the day when we can start to see people moving around. All right. Um, your mob aren't looking to increase the GST, are you? Uh, but Labor's having a good old crack at you, um, believing that the Premier Dom Perrottet may put pressure on Canberra for an increase in the GST. It's a, an attack they're running at the moment. Yeah, look, look, I probably wouldn't believe everything that Labor actually says, but I will say this, uh, as the uh, working very closely with the Premier, our key concern will always be making sure that New South Wales gets its fair share, and I think... You know, we'll make it very clear to the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, that New South Wales and Victoria are pulling the heavy or doing the heavy lifting here in the state. And what they've got to do is to make sure that there is a fair and equitable spread of the GST. And when you've got other states like Western Australia that aren't coming to the party, uh, that's where the pressure needs to be. And I think that's where we'll continue to uh, push the Commonwealth Government around the GST. Well, that's right. Uh, so long as um, look, so long as we get more from the government without uh, taxpayers in New South Wales putting their own hands in their pockets, because you know living expenses are pretty tough at the moment. We've gone through a range of issues where we've seen uh, increases in tolls and increases in cost of living pressures, particularly in the metropolitan areas of Sydney, Paul. And you know, I just worry that uh, yeah, any talk about an increase in the GST mightn't look favourable for the government because people are doing it tough. Real wage growth has been stagnant over the past decade, or well, maybe less than that, but still, um, you know, that's a concern. Look, um, you know, absolutely, and I think uh, this is one thing that, uh, you know, Dominic Perrottet is very much alive to. He understands that, you know, families have been doing it tough out there across the state, and, you know, we're putting in a lot of cost-of-living measures, supporting families. I mean, things like our Dine and Discover, they're great initiatives to actually allow people to have a night out, uh, go and enjoy a museum or go to the cinemas. We've also got our accommodation vouchers. That's about trying to get the accommodation and tourism sector up and running again. There's a lot of these programs that we've got in the bush, I've got things like regional seniors travel cards there, $250 a year for eligible yep. seniors. So they're really good ways. But we've got to make sure that the GST is fair and equitable across the states because that actually pays for our, our nurses, our teachers. Uh, it actually builds our schools and our hospitals and goes in the roads. So that's why we want to make sure that it is actually fair and that New South Wales isn't doing the heavy lifting uh, as well on its own. One thing I do like about this, uh, and I, I don't mean anything derogatory by this, but, but this reset, if you like, of the Nationals uh, since John Barillaro's resignation is I, I like the fact that it can almost be a clean slate. And I was very pleased this morning to open up the paper and read that the Water Minister, your colleague Melinda Pavey, uh, has, has basically said... You know, we, we might have got a couple of things wrong in relation to water management, the Murray-Darling scheme, etc. Uh, and I'm, look, what I'm sensing, 
uh, between you, uh, Bronnie Taylor, uh, your deputy, and also Melinda Pavey is uh, more willingness, perhaps, to listen. Uh, to, you got, you've got opposition out there. You know that now from the shooters, fishers and farmers and Helen Dalton and others are putting pressure on you. And that's good. That's the way a democracy works. But, you know, one of the biggest complaints that I've received from regional listeners on this program is in relation to water, the Murray-Darling and, and inequitability when it comes to accessing water, floodplain harvesting, all the rest of it. But I'm glad to hear uh, that the Nationals will now be just re-looking at things a little. Yeah, look, I think that's uh, clear. I mean, you know, we've had, uh, you know, previous people will do it their way. You know, I'll do it my way. We've been talking about the Murray-Darling Basin Plan now for a number of years. And, you know, it's not the first time that we've actually raised concerns in this particular area. But when you actually got a plan like this, a plan should never be set and then forgotten about. And I think what we need to do is to make sure that, you know, we actually talk and listen to those locals on the ground because they understand the impacts, they understand the flows. And we need to make sure that in plans like that, we find greater flexibility and we also adjust it to the conditions that we're experiencing from time to time. So this is about ensuring that there is equality for our New South Wales. But also, let's not forget, when we talk about the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, there are a number of states that need to be involved. We've got the Commonwealth Government that needs to be involved as well. Mm. Yep. All right. Now, with rents doubling in the bush, uh, you have promised to make a change. I think that's wonderful. Renters, uh, and you've admitted this, some are forced to sleep in cars. The housing crisis in regional New South Wales has deepened somewhat. We need to do something, whether it's an increase in social housing. I, I don't know what the solution is. I know it's an extremely complex issue, but I welcome the fact that you are talking about it and looking for solutions, Paul. Yeah, look, that's right, Marcus. And I, and I don't want to be actually looking at it in years to come. It's, it's an issue right now. And I think, you know, with the pandemic, it's actually crept, us, crept up, us, up on us a little bit quicker than normal as well because what we've actually seen is people have moved out of the city and they're gone and you know, living now in regional New South Wales because they can actually work in regional New South Wales. And, look, we all know it's a great place to live, to work and to play, but we also know that that's actually reduced the, the, the number of houses that are available it's actually pushed up, pushed up the cost of rent in a lot of our regional communities. So yes. we need to actually look at supply and where housing is going to be put into the future. All right. The other thing, of course, is that, um, you know, some stats out today and it's been in the news is that an increased number of people are looking at a, a tree change, if you like, or even a sea change into regional New South Wales. So that's why it's important to get housing affordability um, as a, a key focus, along with, of course, that other major issue. And I was, look, it's something that I'll, um, uh, with respect, put a bit of pressure on you uh, to try and fix, and that is the health situation. It's no good, mate, that we have a, a new $80 million hospital in, in places in the Murray and other areas without doctors and, and women having to drive 100 kilometres uh, to give birth to babies. And uh, it's something, I don't know what the answer is. I understand it's complex, but I think, Paul, uh, it should be a priority of, of, of your government, along with Dominic Perrottet, for a bit of a refocus on regional New South Wales and particular in particular, health services, because people email me every day. They're crying out for just better services, better access to doctors. Um, you know, maybe it's a funding issue. Maybe it's you need to incentivise doctors to get out to Leeton Hospital and all, you know, mental health wards that aren't running at the moment. We need to do something about it. Look, absolutely, Marcus. And uh, this is another area for me that's going to be a very strong focus. And 
To me, there's nothing more important about ensuring that regional communities have the health services that they need. And yes, we're putting a lot of investment into hospitals, uh, but we also need to make sure that we provide those basic services in our communities that are needed. And I don't think there's always going to be a single solution. I mean, we're going to have to look at localised solutions. There's going to be different needs for different communities. And that's what we've got to do is to try and find the right local solution for that local community. It's always going to be a challenge. I understand that. But can we do it better? Yes, we can. And we need to actually look at the needs of those communities and start addressing it. All right. Well, let's work uh, together on this. And, you know, if there's an announcement about increased health uh, funding in in the regions, if there's a new hospital that's opening, anything, um, anything that's going to improve the lot of regional. uh, I've got a lot of regional listeners, Paul, as you would know, anything that's going to improve their lot. Uh, please, uh, let's talk about it on the program. Let's nut out problems and solutions and let's get a better deal for the bush. Yeah, look, absolutely, Marcus. And I think we're both committed to wanting to do that. And I think that's important for our, our regional communities right across the state. Nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Marcus. Deputy Premier of New South Wales, Paul Toole.